of you to communicate. Tom King. It's good to be the king. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Yes! Yes! And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. It's Christian and King. Questions before we proceed. Final hour here. It's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us today here on this gray Wednesday. Uh, we have not discussed this yet, Tom, but uh, Tito Francona and Dave Roberts, two alumni of the 2004 Boston Red Sox. Yes. The team that broke the curse 12 years later. Uh, the AL and NL managers of the year. Not bad choices. I'm surprised Roberts beat out Madden. Not terribly surprised, but sort of surprised. I wasn't. Roberts said a lot of people were talking up Roberts. Yeah. A lot of media were talking up Roberts, and that happens usually you know what the vote's like. Sure. So that didn't surprise me at all. And especially the fact that, see, the reason Roberts got it was San Francisco seemed in charge and in, in control of that division, you know, in July July and early August, and then all of a sudden the Dodgers just came out of nowhere. Mm. Well, not out of nowhere, but they were, you know, they, they caught them. How about the team that was in control of their division from wire to wire and won over 100 games? You know, like maybe. Yeah, I know. Maybe they're in the. I, I, think, I think they all felt that Madden. It just had a good team. I think they, they all felt Madden had it, every piece he needed and mm. give it to him, and then they got Chapman at the second, you know, the second half of the year. He won it last year, I think, didn't he? I think so, I think he yes. Did. Francona, uh, uh, I think the best choice. Francona was a clear choice clear there. Clear choice, yeah, no doubt about it. How about Farrell coming in fourth? I didn't know. Did he really? Francona. Is the only division winner? Bannister, yeah. Showalter, Farrell. Yep. All the other division winners came in yeah. the top six. Ahead of him. Yeah. Yes, ahead of him. So now here is the debate today. Today at 6 o'clock, the American League and National League. Mm-hmm. Cy Young yes. award winners will be named. All right? So let me read out the stats of the finalists. I hate these finalists. Who will it be? Who will it be? Will it be one Corey Kluber? 18-9 record. Good See, record. all these contributions I am giving today? You're reading the paper. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I read the New York Post today. That's a paper, too. I just did it on my phone. I'm giving you all sorts of things. I brought the paper. Will you just today. give it to me instead of talking about how you're giving it to me, please? 18-9 record for Kluber. 1.056 whip. I say that again. What was the whip? 1.056. That's good. ERA, 3.14. He was the 2014 Cy Young Award winner. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't matter into anything. Or will it be uh, Justin Verlander, 16 and 9, 1.001 whip, 3.04 ERA, 2011 Cy Young Award winner. So you had two previous winners among the three. And, of course, the third contestant in today's game, mm -hmm. your Rick Porcello of the Boston Red Sox. 22-4, and 1.009 whip, 3.15 
E-R-A. That's a tenth of a point, a hundredth of a point better than Kluber. Whips, and like a, whips a couple hundredths of a point worse, right? Yeah, a couple hundredths. Well, 1009. To 1005, right? 1056. So oh, wait, Porcello's 1009? So he's got a better whip. Oh, okay. I thought I The best whip is uh, Verlander. Okay. It's hard to believe someone walked fewer people than Porcello. All right. He didn't walk anybody this the year. Strikeout to walk ratio, which they don't have for the other guys, 5.91. Mm. So. The guy with the most wins, and the guy with the most wins and probably the best strikeout to walk, is Porcello. Okay? Most wins and fewest losses, by the way. All right? The guy with the best ERA. The guy with the best ERA and the best whip, 3.04, is Justin Verlander. Fewest wins of the group. Mm-hmm. Corey Kluber doesn't have the best in anything. He's in the middle. 18 and 9, 1056 whip, 314 ERA. So there you go. So who would be your choice? In my mind, if you look at all, now it's down to three finalists. In my mind, I think you got to give it to Porcello. Rick Porcello, by the way, has the best uh, strikeout to walk ratio in the league. That 5.91 is That's the best. The best. In, That's why it's in that. Yeah, included it's in the there, best yes. in baseball. Right. So my um, guess is, my thinking is, I don't think they're going to give it to Verlander. No. And I don't think they're going to give it to Kluber. I really don't. I don't know. It's close. I think it's between. I think you eliminate Verlander, even though he's got the best ERA and the best whip. I think this, you know, he didn't win enough games, in my mind. Okay. In my mind, compared to the other two guys, all right? Now, if you if he was going against a twenty game winner who had a four four three zero ERA or something like that, yes, okay, fine. In my mind, it's down to Kluber and Porcello. And my guess is Porcello is going to get it because of the strikeout to walk and the wins and losses. Most wins, fewest losses. Now, in advanced metrics, and I'm only getting into this because it's another way to look at it. Okay, what, that's it. What's that? Advanced metrics, Saber metrics. Oh, metrics, yeah. I know. I get scared. OPS, that sort of thing. There's one called wins above replacement, and they have it for hitters and they have it for pitchers. Um, A wins above replacement calculation requires runs allowed, earned and unearned, and innings pitched. So since we're trying to measure the value of a pitcher's performance to his team, we start with runs allowed and adjust the number to put the runs into a better context you know, they have the level of opposition, uh, adjusting for team defense, adjusting averages for starters and relievers, park factors, um, converting runs into wins, a lot of different sort of computations that they do that really sort of fly over my head. With that in mind, the wins, of, the best wins above replacement, when they take all that in, into consideration, number one is Justin Verlander with a 6.6. Number two is Kluber with a 6.5. And number five. three is Priscilla. Number three is Masahiro Tanaka. Oh, Tanaka was not a finalist. Yeah. With a 5.4. Jose Quintana from the White Sox with a 5-2, and then Rick Porcello and Cole Hamels are tied for fifth with a 5-even. Chris Sales right behind them, Michael Fulmer, who just won the AL Rookie of the Year, uh, and then the Blue Jays starters, Aaron Sanchez and Jay Happ. I always look at that as a hypothetical stat almost, don't you? A hypothetical stat? Yeah, wins above replacement. 
I don't know. It's it's if you look at it literally, I guess. But yeah, I mean, they you know, they, they take a, that. They the take only a lot, reason, yeah, they take a lot into consideration. I yeah, know. there's a lot of re- things that go into it to, to make the computation. Like for ERA, it's just okay, runs over innings. But this, they take that and something else and this and this and you know what I mean. Like it seems like there's a little more to it than just saying, well, he has the most wins. A lot of things go into a win. Just like a lot of things go into this calculation of wins above replacement. You know what I mean? Like right. It's but we saw Porcello, not all pertains to the we pitcher, saw you know? Porcello pitch, and he, well, we here's did. here's the thing. Here's the thing. In that Detroit, I, they saw Justin Verlander pitch. Right, we saw a lot of Porcello. All right, now, I, when you took a look at a one loss record, what I want to know is, did they win that game because of a major contribution by the pitcher? Okay, mm-hmm. I would say in especially the home games we saw with Porcello. No, oh, he was dynamite. Yeah. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And I would almost tend to, to think it would be the majority of those games. Otherwise, his ERA would have been a lot higher. Sure. I think Rick Porcello is going to be your Cy Young Award winner. I think he probably will be. And I'm, I would have voted for him. I, if I had a vote, I would have. I don't have a vote. The only major thing I have a vote for is the Heisman. Okay. I would have voted. The one thing you pay the most attention to, coincidentally. Actually, I watch a lot of college football. Do you? Yes, I do. I have no idea who, who I would pick. I have no idea who the finalists are going to be. All I know is who's the who do you think is the best college football player? I have in no the idea. Right I have now? no okay, clue. but you watch a lot of college. That's good. <laughs> I, who's the best college football player you've watched this year? Probably the Michigan quarterback who's getting hurt, who's hurt and not coming back this week. Oh yeah, old guy who got hurt. Yep, and his name is. I have no idea. Okay, he's good though. He's well, pretty good. Good to hear that the the voters I, are taking this job seriously. Right, exactly. I'm gonna write in guy who got hurt from Michigan. I do research for this vote. <laughs> I do extensive research. Yeah. Extensive. I, I try to find I see who other people are planning to vote for and I copy. I find out <laughs> I find out how they're doing in class. <laughs> Whether they've paid their dorm food bill on time. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. Yeah. Whether they report to their you know how often they're at practice, all that you know, the whole bit. I take all that into consideration. All of that. Mm. And then I just say, okay, which school's got the best fight song? That's what I'm voting for. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the subject of MVPs and Cy Youngs and things of that sort, uh, Tom Brady no longer the Vegas uh, favorite to win the NFL MVP this year. All right, let me guess who is. Oh, who is the favorite for the MVP? Uh, uh, I'll say uh, this. Brady has 11-4 to 4 odds. The new leader has 5-2 to 2 odds. Five to two odds, MVP, and it's a new leader. And this leader, did he? Did, uh, I, I, I still got to say it's the quarterback for Oakland, Derek Carr. Nope. All right. Uh, next, I'll go Matty, Matty Ryan. Uh, that is also incorrect. Wow. All right. So I got to go a third, right? I got to go a third. Let me see. Ding, 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 ding. I'll give you a hint. Uh, no, I don't want any hints. No, then I won't no, give you no, a hint. No, no hints, no hints. You I gotta, will not get I, a hint. I got to think here. I got to think. I got to very, I got to calmly think. And uh, the odds. Who's good in the NFC right now? Oh, the running back for Dallas. Yes. Yep. That is exactly who it is. Ezekiel Elliott. He is maybe the first guy to accept the MVP award from prison cell. Perhaps. That's not going to happen. Probably not. No. Uh, at any rate, yeah, now he's the new odds on favorite for the MVP this year. That'd be something. 
Boy, rookie Julian of the year Ele- and the MVP. Julian Edelman had a season high, 99 receiving yards on Sunday. That was a season high? That's a season high. I, did, I, did, I know he caught the ball a lot. He had that one big play. Yeah, the big play. And that, that was, was like it. a 30-yarder. Yeah, and that was like it. That. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the thing. The hold on re- a second. I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. Oh. Patriots as a team are still the favorites to win the Super Bowl <sighs> at 9-4 to four odds. Yes. But they're down from 2-1 to one from last week. Cowboys are next with 11-2, to two, followed by the Seahawks at 6-1. to one. New England is the favorite to win the AFC at 11 to 10. Ooh. Chiefs are next at 15 to 2. Ooh. 11, 11 to, to 10. 10. Yowza. Good lord. I'd I'd maybe lay 50 bucks on the Broncos. You so I I'd, I'd do it. Yeah, I on Denver, I don't know. I'd do it on, on Denver I'd Do it on the Raiders. But the Raiders have to beat the Patriots. Yeah, I know. I'd, well, so anybody, I'd, anybody I'd who wins that. I'd sooner bet on the Broncos to beat the Patriots. To beat them, if I'm trying, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what always happens. The pre- for some reason, yeah, but that game will be played. in The Fox Broncos, Carolina. no matter who it is, Bill Belichick, when he plays the Broncos, no, whether in it's, Denver, it, in Denver, in Denver, that's true. But whether it's been uh, Shanahan, whether it's been uh, you know Fox, whether it's been Kubiak, whether it's been Josh freaking McDaniel's, it doesn't matter. He always loses in Denver. In always Den- in Denver. Yes, I yeah. just said that. They're Tom. not going to play them in Denver. Probably not, but you never know. I mean, I don't think Denver is going to win enough games for them to play them in Denver. Denver's what? 7 and 3, Pats seven are 7 and, three. and 2, and they got to play each other, so. Yep. All right, I'm just saying, I mean, it's not it's not that crazy to think about. No, but you it know what? It certainly wasn't no, that crazy to think about last year. No, but you year. know why I say that? Is because Denver is in a very competitive division where they're probably going to lose a couple more games. All right? The Patriots we the only other game I think they're going to lose is against, you know, Yeah. And last year, I didn't think they lose to the Jets, Eagles, and Dolphins either. But, you no, know, no. it's... No, they could lose tomorrow. Watch out for those Dolphins. Watch out for John JJ. Watch out for those Dolphins. By the way, Gronkowski did not practice today. Okay. Yeah, forget about him. So, if, uh, if Brady didn't, that would be big news. So, I assume Brady was there. Not talking. To tomorrow, he's going to talk. Yeah, but... Did they, they ever do that? they ever move him from Wednesday to Thursday? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's happened before. You know, Has uh, it? Uh, because we were on the air on Wednesdays, and I don't ever remember him saying, no, sorry, guys, I'll talk tomorrow. I don't know. It's odd. I don't know. Wouldn't you say? A little odd? Well, I thought that maybe that, you know, that maybe because he's not there today and they gave him a day off of practice to heal up. But mm. uh, that would have been – that would have made the news right away if he wasn't out there. So they would have That would have been tweeted all over the world. So yeah. the, the, the whole world would have known that Tom Brady wasn't a practice. Did you hear what Ty Law said? What did Ty Law say? Ty Law talking to Fox Sports 1 on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, said the Patriots have to start taking things personally. He said they need to fix it. Still, the old adage is defense wins championships, and it's going to carry over. So right now, the Patriots are good on offense, and I think they're putting everything in Tom Brady's hands. If you have a guy like that, you put the ball in his hands with Gronkowski, Edelman. you got all these offensive weapons that can right. move the ball against anybody. Defense, I think the philosophy right now is bend and don't break because we have Brady back there. Right. But I think as a defensive unit, regardless of what's going on and what we're talking about in the media, what the coaches might be saying, the defense in the locker room, kick the coaches out, get together amongst yourselves, and say, this is what we got to do. It's not Brady, Belichick, and everybody else. You've got to have some damn pride. Go out there and make things happen. 
I'm waiting to see who's going to be that guy. You didn't have to have that in our locker room with Willie, myself, Teddy. We had guys that would step up and play. Lawyer, Rodney. We had outspoken, vocal, competitive people, and we competed amongst ourselves. So that's what they have to find, that magic that we had back then because it wasn't just about the offense. It was more of a defensive team, and then Brady became Brady. But at that time, he didn't have to carry the load. The defense, in my opinion, needs to start taking it personal with all the criticism that they're getting right now. He's right. He is right. He's right. And what and he's, he's ta- also right that they don't have that guy. Right, they don't. I talked about that before. Who are their leaders in the locker room? Ninkovich defensively, you know. So, and what he what else he's talking about in terms of taking it personal? Mm. Hit a little harder. You know, hit, make them pay, make the other team know that they're in a football game, a physical football game. Yeah, this isn't a very physical defense right now. Wouldn't you agree? I would absolutely agree. Yeah, it's not a very physical defense. No. Even if the guy catches a 30-yarder, make him pay for it. Gives him, you know, he thinks about it a second time before he goes out and does it again. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, they don't have that. They don't have the leader in the locker room. And they didn't trade either of those leaders away. I mean, Jamie Collins and Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones could be outspoken, but Chandler Jones wasn't not, you know, Chandler Jones was more like, you know, if Chandler Jones is talking, he's probably telling a joke. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you didn't take him seriously. But I also think there's something to be said there. I think what Law was also getting at, well, being a vocal leader is a good thing, too. The way he said they challenged each other. Yeah, do it on the field. They challenged you to make a play. Right. Right. Brewski would make a play. Yeah. Jones would make a play. Right. Collins would make a play. Who makes plays? Yes. Who's making plays in this team? Yeah, Hightower's High the, the only one. Those the only safeties one. he had were great, and he's a good run yeah. stopper, and he's gotten to the quarterback a few times. Other than that, I who's the making leader, plays? I think the leader of Trey that, Flowers? I think the leader of that defense has got to be McCourty. In vocal leader. Mm. I think McCourty has got to make a play on the Except field. Except he barely speaks above a whisper is the only problem. Well, McCourty will talk. He'll talk, but he doesn't he's... speak that. But the, you know, Sheard speaks above like a whisper. This, what's up? Yeah, Flowers yeah. speaks. One above thing we got to do. That's I mean, Devin McCourt. Devin McCourty's very soft spoken. Yeah, he is soft. So he's he's he, you know he's very well spoken though. That's one thing. He's very well spoken. Okay. He, all right. So they put him up there in front. So of if he has to go make a speech in front of the Senate committee, that's great. But I mean, if yeah, you're talking you about it. If we're talking about pumping up the locker room, <laughs> I don't know that. That's... I think he can do it. No, I I disagree with you. I think he can do it. Okay. All right. I think McCourty would be that. I think McCourty right now would be that guy. All right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of the other guys, they don't talk. They don't talk that much. Yeah. You know? It's true. Even when Revis was there, Revis didn't talk. Revis is very soft-spoken. So, but they, they, you know, but they had Vince. Yeah. They had Wolfork there. You know, they missed that. They missed that leadership. That's a huge thing. The Patriots miss leadership in the locker room. Devin McCourty responded to this. Yes. There you go. See? Play better. We can hoot and holler and yell and scream, but leaders have to play better. Right. It starts with us. If we play better, usually the whole defense plays better. Leadership comes in different forms, and at times you have to do different things to lead, but the best way to lead is to go out there and play good football and lead the team and give them an example to follow. All the veteran players and the leaders on this defense have to go play better. I think that's what we think as a team in all phases. Bill says it all the time. If you're a leader on the team, it starts with you. You go out there, play well, the team will follow. Now, here's the thing. 2014, they had a good defense, but they also had a couple of guys on that defense who scared other other teams. 
who really scared him. You know, people Revis were scared. People were scared, scared to throw at Revis. Right. People were scared to go over the middle if Brandon Browner was there. Yeah, see, I don't know about Browner. Browner used to hit people. He I mean, did, that's, but that's, Browner, all, that's he, all he did. He did, but they weren't scared of Browner. You know why? They weren't scared to throw on him, but no, they were scared you, to throw in his area. Yeah, they weren't. You know why? he'd take no, your head off. They, yeah, no, they, no. Yes, he would. I know. I know he would. And he'd get flagged for it, sure. and they wouldn't be scared about it because they would say, no, throw there because we're going to get a positive play out of it. I disagree with that. That is a sort of two sides of a coin. Yeah, I, I would disagree agree. With any, I disagree with Browner. I disagree with it you don't think browner was an intimidating presence in no, the backfield i don't think he was as much no you're out of your mind no look, you are no, out of your no. mind you don't understand i he know got flags thrown on him a few times oh a few times browner led the team in penalties he led everybody wherever he plays the physical he players thrown. yeah so what people coaches say go that way okay seahawks, want, seahawks get thrown a ton want, of flags and they're I still want, pretty good i want a guy they're still intimidating i See, I here's here's what I'm trying. Cam Chancellor, a big hitter. Here's what I'm trying. Get flagged a lot. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. They didn't walk up to the line of scrimmage and look to see where Browner was. Okay, what I what I want on my team defensively is the player who you walk up to the line of the opposing quarterback Mm -hmm. walks up to the line of scrimmage and says, "Where's this guy? I gotta, you know, we gotta find out where he is." They Mm -hmm. didn't do that with Browner. No. Not in the sense that no, we have to worry I, about him. I, I, I don't. You're, you're, you're mistaking the physicality that Browner has for the strategy, and there was no strategy. To I'm not avoid mistaking him. it for the strategy. There was no. I'm strategy. talking about the players from a purely. I don't want to get. I don't want to get buried. Yep. Type of reaction. I, not about the coach saying, "Oh, we got to worry about Browner because he's so and, and, talented defensively." He's I'm, not. He's a big hitter. That's and it. Yeah, but Patriots I, don't have a big hitter. But what on I'm this telling team. you was the flags that Browner drew lessened the impact of his hits, and teams knew that, and they weren't that afraid to 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 go at it. I don't think them. they lessened the impact of his hits at all. I mean, tell uh, that to I, the guy getting hit. Huh? I, I and I'm telling you, the guy getting hit was very glad to get a 15 yarder. You know, yeah. If he could, you know, see straight. Yeah. Well, I don't think he really <laughs> knocked anybody, you know, flying when he was a Patriot. Look, he's he not here. Did. Brandon Brown. They would have was... kept him if he was that important. They would have probably kept him. They mm. let him go before they let Revis go. That's true. They did, and they didn't seem that interested in having him back. But that's, I mean, I come don't, on. I don't. Jamie Collins, Tom. They traded Jamie Collins know, too. I you know? know, but I don't. Traded Chandler Jones. I don't. They put... trade guys who are good. Sometimes I... they let them walk. It I happens. Don't put. Browner in that category, and Browner hasn't been that great since he left. You're right; he stunk since then. You know, so I, but I, they I, haven't won a Super Bowl without him. Yeah, that's oh, that's true. How about ha. that? How about that? And you know what? I haven't won one without Revis. Every either. year they've won a Super Bowl, they've had one of those guys in the secondary, at least one. They've had one guy that was an intimidating, uh, beat you up over the middle, make guys think, second guess, and maybe sometimes even alligator arm it over the middle because they know that Browner's there and they know he's going to bury him. Yeah, I think just having that presence in the secondary I, I, is important. Yes, guys around the league say say I think as you're much. overestimating Browner. I'm not sure I am. Yeah. I'm really not. I think I think Browner's hits are for show more than they are for. And also, impact. Brandon Browner in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, uh, he made when the, they put him that on was Chris a big Matthews. play. Oh, that was a huge play. If, they, they, if he's he, not in that team, then they don't win that game. If he's not out there for that play, they don't win. Butler doesn't make the interception because he fought the pick. Yeah. Right. But that's, not, that's yeah. not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when they put him on that tall receiver. Yep. Remember? Yeah, the tall receiver made Chris a Matthews. Yeah, he made a catch. And then they switched and they put Browner on him. Yeah. And you right. didn't hear his name the rest I, of the I game. I don't. I don't. Tom, mean, don't just blow me off. I'm telling you yeah, something that he did I well know. other than hitting people. And I'm telling you, I don't. I don't. 
And you're telling me it doesn't fit my argument, so I'm just going to ignore it. No, I'm telling you. I think think Browner wasn't as big of an impact as you say he was. He wasn't as big of an impact as Darrell Revis, obviously. I'm just saying that they they don't have the Revis on the team either, but they certainly don't have the Browner. Well, no. No, they don't have a Browner. They don't have anyone close to him. But they may have somebody who covers better in Butler. Okay. So I I, I Better than Butler, but then who's the other guy? I don't know. They don't have him. (laughs) You know, they don't. Browner wouldn't be the answer. I didn't say Browner's the answer, numb nuts. I said a guy <laughs> like Browner, right, yeah. a big hitter in the secondary. Yep. No, they don't have that. They, they have, don't have nothing like they that. They don't have Rodney Harrison, who was a big hitter in the secondary. But you see, you're overestimating the importance of the big hits by Brandon Browner. I'm telling you. It doesn't have to be Brandon Browner. I'm talking but, about yeah, a player but, like right, that. But I'm telling you, those big hits weren't that important for the Patriots that year. All right, they were not almost, as important as what Revis was doing. They were almost doing. more negative than they were positive mm. because he the referees looked at Brown. Browner was a target for the refs. I think you had you you're overlooking. You're missing the forest for the trees here. Yeah, I'm not. The Seattle Seahawks, where Browner came from, by the way. Right. Okay. They get a ton of flags thrown on them. They get a ton of defensive penalties, and they're still considered an intimidating, strong, the, and overall what, good defensive the, what, unit in their secondary. What the Patriots don't have is a second is, is a safety who would level a Rob Gronkowski like Earl Thomas. Did. Sure, That's they what, don't have they a second. Have they that. don't have a safety who could level you. Right. I mean, really. No, and they better not because if they do, I'm going to just go right at them. You'll be leveled. You can't do that right when you're leveled. I'll we got to take go a break. Right at them. We'll be right back. Give them a call at 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic is shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jenkins. Three for the win. It's good. It's the three to Steps back, puts up a three, won't go. Final seconds, it's over, it's over. Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Hey everyone, it's ESPN New Hampshire's Jimmy Murphy. Join me this Friday afternoon, 3 to 6 p.m. as we take the Stretch Run Radio Show on the road to Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua. Boston Billiard Club and Casino's new charitable gaming options offer poker tables, roulette, blackjack, Mississippi stud, let it ride, and so much more. You can win real money and help support local charities. Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua is also a great place to play pool and watch sports with dozens of tables and TVs in every direction. Plus, they have $3 cords-like drafts during all Bruins games. So again, join me this Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. at Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua, 55 Northeastern Boulevard, as we bring the Stretch Run on the road. How would you like your office to be located in the heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. Are you looking for an electrical contractor you can count on for insight, experience, and quality work? How about a partner who is dependable and operates with high integrity? The answer is Hammond Electric. Hammond Electric provides quality licensed electrical work for commercial, industrial, biomedical, and life sciences facilities in Massachusetts, southern New Hampshire, and southern Maine. Hammond Electric, powering your productivity. Please call 800-966-5040 or visit HammondElectric.com. If you've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight, we'll put it off no longer. 
Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, flooring, wallpaper, window treatments, and especially paint and supplies. Shop from their complete paint tool section and save big on brand names like Benjamin Moore and California Paints. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You're welcome. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. Let your search for Mazda and Subaru dealers begin and end with North End Subaru Mazda. Only 20 miles from Nashua, North End Mazda in Lunenburg has the best deals in the area. With Mazda 3s and Subaru Forester, both leaders in their class, and a giant pre-owned inventory. To look at their weekly specials, give them a call at 888-805-1469 today. They're just a click away at buynorthendmazda.com. ADT presents what to consider when considering home security. An ADT sign is more than a sign. It's a line in the sand. On one side, your family. On the other, an uncertain world. For over 140 years, more people have chosen ADT to help prevent crime than anyone else. Get ADT starting at just $28.99 a month. Tested, trusted, proven ADT. With 36-month contract for licensing and terms and conditions, visit ADT.com. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs, three for the win, it's good! It's the three to win Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. For the best high school football coverage in the Granite State, don't miss Friday Night Lights every Friday right here on ESPN New Hampshire. King, ESPN, New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. I wanted to get to this Bart Scott thing, Tom. Yeah. On Inside uh, the NFL last thing. Oh, one of the five core players? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, Tom, uh, hey, how about you just let me introduce this since yeah. you clearly don't know what I'm going to say. All right. Okay? Yeah. Just, just relax. Right. Okay? I'll, you, I'll do it. You, you're going to say about the five core players. I'm actually not going to talk about that. Oh, you're not? Okay. I thought the five core players thing was sort of weird, but I didn't find that to be the most interesting thing that he said at all. What else did he say? Uh, On Showtime's Inside the NFL, uh, Scott questioned Bill Belichick, uh, letting Collins and Chandler Jones go, says the defense is now vulnerable. 
He says, you have to ask yourself, did Bill Belichick outsmart himself letting go of Collins and Jones? I think we all agree at this point that these are elite players, and we've seen him do this before with Lawyer Malloy, Richard Seymour, etc. Some coaches, I think it's more about themselves than it is actually about the players. Great players make great coaches, right? And sometimes they outsmart themselves. If I'm a younger player on that team, I'm not playing injured. I'm not going to play if I need surgery because I know that he doesn't value me. I know that he'll ship me out like anybody else. If you're not part of that core four or five players, which is pretty much Patrick Chung, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Rob Ninkovich, and Devin McCourty, you could be traded tomorrow. Patrick so Chung? I know. We'll get, we'll get to that. So I'm not going to go out and put my career and my season on the line because I know he'll just get rid of me. He doesn't value me. I'm expendable. There was no reason to get rid of Jamie Collins. We talk about Collins being one of the most athletic, talented players on the team and in the NFL. He didn't value him. So if I'm a young player, I'm not risking my body and myself for Bill Belichick because I know he doesn't care. (sighs) Well, I know I'm not risking my body uh, or health for Bill Belichick because I know you give a rat's you-know-what about me. Well, you do risk your body every time you try and climb those stairs when you get here. Yeah, I know, I know. But that's not really the stairs' fault or anyone else's fault. That's why I think they care. For like insurance purposes, so I'm maybe. able to yeah, I'm able to do it. You know, <laughs> Lawsuit, yeah, right. <laughs> Elder abuse. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, I think part of it's true. I think any player, you know, look, you know, players get traded in the NFL once in a while. They don't often get traded. Mm-hmm. So when a trade is made like by that magnitude, you look, they're still talking about that trade. You can't tell me they weren't talking about that trade. Yeah. And you can't tell me they still, those defensive guys are going, what is he doing? You know? And saying, look at how we played, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, look at how we played. Right. The, the thing is. Now, they may just have some bums, you know? I mean, maybe these are just guys who aren't as good as we thought they were or something along those lines. On the other hand, out of all of these players that are in a contract year, and we brought this up yesterday, yes. the only one of them who's doing anything. Is, Hightower. is Dante Hightower. Right. Jabal Sheard, demoted. Logan Ryan, demoted. Malcolm Butler's been no, he's been good, not great. Uh, Jamie Collins was Go so on. unbearable that they had to trade him away. And, you know, Chandler Jones, they traded him last year. So the, these were the guys. I mean, this, this was the whole thing. We're going to have to worry about signing this guy and this guy and these guys and these guys, and there's no way we can do it all, so we're going to have to get creative. Well, so far they've gotten creative. They've traded away two guys. They've demoted two of the other guys. Uh, one guy's doing fine. They still haven't. Well, the guys that were demoted were demoted because because they're, they're play. not playing. They're well. not they're demoted because Dante Hightower has not been extended. I mean, it's not like they're rushing to the table to try and get him signed. I either, think they've so. talked with him. They've talked, but you know, contracts are contracts. I sure. Mean, they, you know, you know, you may want to sign somebody, but if I'm Dante Hightower and I'm his agent, I'm holding the Patriots up. Yeah. You know, those two guys are gone. You want to keep one good player on your team, Bill? This is what we, mm-hmm. this is what we want. You yeah. Know? So that's uh, and, and look. What, are you going to trade me too? Can't. The deadline just passed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? If Hightower has to go somewhere else to play next year, he's not going to care. He'll go. He'll go. Yeah. Get paid. You know? Um, what do you think about the core group there? Well, I think Ch- Chung is good. This is not the same Patrick Chung that they that, – that, Screwed up against the Jets in the playoff game, and that the Patriots shipped mm-hmm. out of town after that, you know, and let him go. Chung, I thought, was one of the best players on the team last he year. He has played very well. This year, a, not he, so much. He has played very well over the time he's been back in an unassuming role. Yeah. In other words, it's a role that you don't look at very well. It's the safety that basically comes up and plays against the run. He's improved in coverage. He's improved tremendously yes, in coverage. Yes, and that's what that's, But this year, I feel like he's taking a step back, maybe. Like everybody is because, yeah. you know why? They don't have a pass rush. Yeah. And that leaves the secondary very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not the only. See, every time they lose a game, 
everybody comes out of the woodwork to say what they're doing wrong. Ty Law, uh, Scott's got his show on, on Showtime. Rodney Harrison for NBC. Mm-hmm. Gets a lot of attention nationally now because he does, and a lot of the things he says are really good, and they're said with conviction, which is what I like about Roddy Harrison. Roddy Harrison said he attacked the offense this week. Sully, aren't you proud of me? I am contributing so much stuff that I hear and read. Reading, you know, today, it's oh my unbelievable. God, Tom, stop I mean, patting yourself on the back for doing the basic, Roddy, <laughs> basic things you're Roddy supposed to Harrison do to do said, a daily radio Roddy show. Harrison said yes. that Josh McDaniels outsmarted himself. He said, come on, it's Seattle. Everybody knows Seattle, you know, puts their band guys in the center. You spread Seattle out, and you put your main targets to mm. out, and you put your, your big guys out, your tight ends wide, right. and your little guys in the middle. And that's why Rodney Harrison is people breaking down his door to be their offensive coordinator. That's right, yeah. exactly. You know? Yeah. Listen, Rodney Harrison probably knows more about this than I do, but right. so oh, it's said, obvious what you're supposed to do against the Seahawks. Really, Seattle. Rodney? It's obvious? Okay. He said they didn't attack Seattle the right way. Yeah, maybe they probably didn't. Well, I don't know. But who's to say that his way That's was That's what I mean. Everybody comes yeah. out of the woodwork. See, they're all coming out. Yeah. They all got a solution. I'll tell you what the solution is. You ready for my solution? It's the 49ers, yep. it's the Jets, it's the Rams. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be any more second guessing. <laughs> yeah! Blow them away. I know. All right? If they don't, if they lose to one of those three, okay, then there will be more piling on. But my guess is they won't, they'll be fine, and everybody will forget about what's wrong until they lose again. Yep. Uh, by the way, Breaking news. I don't really know if this should be news, but news outlets are picking it up and talking about it. Robert Kraft seen entering Trump Towers this afternoon. Maybe it was just, you know. Maybe he'd be in the cabinet. How about that? Secretary of the... Communications? Is there a communications secretary? Is there a television secretary? Is there, you know, he's... Television secretary? Does TV contracts, doesn't he? I don't think there's a television secretary. Yeah, I don't think so, either. Yeah. FCC, maybe? No, I don't think so. Does the president appoint the FCC? I don't think so. I don't know anything, don't know. About, I don't know. I don't know anything about this stuff. I'm reading about this transition team, and I'm reading everybody talking about how bad all these people are, and I don't know what they're going to do or what their jobs are. I Honestly, it's Let like, me ask you this. Did everybody? Did anybody look at what o- Obama's transition team was and get all excited about it when no, he took over? No, but Obama didn't hire a guy who was— Oh, yeah, that's, this is a bad, that's a bad one. There's a couple of—even couple couple of, of that even me, I mean, I'm not, you know, as tuned in is, yeah. is with all this, but there's a couple of guys that he's put on that— the, the Let's guy, see who the, the guy in charge are. of the environment doesn't have a science degree. First of all, that seems like something you should have. And Steve Bannon, if he's part of this, I uh, Steve Bannon's a really bad guy. Yeah, I mean, he's you, a, what's his what's his uh, Breitbart? Link, what's his link to Trump? He was the Breitbart editor. He retired from that, and he became Trump's CEO of Trump's campaign, basically. Oh, he ran it. Oh, yeah. The, I thought the, the Kellyanne Conway was the campaign the manager. Did, I thought the blonde did all that. But Bannon from August on. Was one of his most one of the most prominent voices in that in that. All right, so Bannon's one of the most prominent voices. All right, we all know what Bannon is. How come everybody wasn't really as excited about it back then as they are now? Because they thought he was going to lose. Oh, okay, that's why. They thought Steve Bannon will never, you know. If they tore Bannon apart this way, Steve Bannon being part of that campaign. Would have been. Uh, that's the reason why he lost. Right. Because he hired a guy like Steve. That's what everyone would have said if he hadn't hired Steve Bannon. But, they, but what won. I'm saying is, if there's, won anyway. if there's, what I'm saying is, okay. And I'm not. Crit- I'm not. I'm no. You know, not, not favoring Bannon by any means. 
But if they had made as much of a fuss about Bannon running his campaign mm. as they did do now about him running the transition team, maybe he wouldn't have gotten elected. Maybe, but you know? I don't think that matters at this point. No, no, no. No, you think, I think, you think yeah. that would have been the thing? Every, think, everyone knew who Steve Bannon was. Yeah, but again, you don't see all of this stuff. I mean, I've seen, if you go on Facebook, you see Bannon's picture all over the place. Yeah. You didn't see that during a campaign. Because a campaign manager is different from a cabinet position, obviously, Tom. That's but, why. Yeah, but still, still, you're missing a point. I don't care what the position is. If Bannon and people was, did be, go, go nuts about Bannon. I don't think Bannon they went as much nuts as they are now. Do you I believe don't. that he, and then, but what everyone sort of comforted themselves with was, well, at least he's going to lose. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, at least the, this guy hearing, you know, being told what to do by Steve Bannon, there's no way he'll be the president. Oops. Well, now he's the president. Oops. And now Steve Bannon's going to mm. continue to be, you know, you're right. Mm. Actually, I agree with you here. You know, um, if they'd made as big a stink about Bannon being involved with Trump before, it wouldn't be a business. You know, he might not have won. You but know? I don't think that's necessarily true. I, 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 it's that hypothetical. Is, that's a drop in the bucket. It's a hypothetical. That's a Donald Trump drop in the bucket. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You know, he's he's done and said so many other things. Oh, sure. That the Bannon thing would have just gotten pushed oh, off till the, the next. Yeah, I don't know. The Bannon thing could have put him over the top. I could've, don't think you so. You know, could have put people over the top. I don't know about it. Because people you know? weren't. They what? hammered away at that. Yeah, but you know? hammering away at it is one thing. It was reported. People knew about it. It's not like people didn't know that Bannon was part of it and they didn't know his history. It's what vote did Hillary miss the most? Away. What vote did Hillary miss the most? White people. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah. No, I don't think she missed the white vote. I think she missed the minority vote. Oh no! Oh, I think the minor- I think minorities she missed- voted for her overwhelmingly. No, I, I yeah, voted for about? her, but in terms of turnout. Oh, turnout. Okay. Well, you didn't say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I, I, well, I mean, missed, missed. In other words, they all didn't come out to vote. Oh, I thought you meant who voted. Against no, okay, all right. they didn't come out to vote, right? Yeah. Think they might have come out to vote if this guy was is all of the biggest fuss was made about this guy or bigger fuss was made. Tommy about him? called Mexicans rapists and said he wanted to. Kick yeah, out but all don't the you think? Don't you think that there the, the candidate said that? Forget the advisor. The candidate said right, that. But that wasn't a deal breaker for all those people. Steve Bannon's going to be the deal breaker? Yeah, no, of course not. Yes. No, yeah. we're way past that. I I'm think, sorry. There I, is. No... I think Bannon, if Bannon, if if much of a fuss had been made about Bannon. As there has as been was made now, about Trump saying all me- Mexicans are rapists. Has been has been now. All right, then I think that might it, you might have gotten more of a minority vote out. You really might have. That's what I'm thinking, Tom. You know what else did Donald Trump have to say? Oh, there, look, there's a lot of things about that. Yes. Okay, Donald Trump himself said enough. Right, thing. but 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 you had to do something to get that vote out. It didn't come out, Christian. And going after Steve Bannon was the was it didn't the key go there? out. Well, I mean, if, if you say this guy is racist. And you go out there, you might have had more people do it. Tom Trump was racist. I know, but you might have had more if people. The candidates go out. racist, and that's not enough. Well, to then turn why didn't they off. go out and vote? Because they didn't like Hillary. I don't know. What, what are you asking know. me for? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, speak for minorities. Well, why, you're shooting I, down my. You're shooting down my theory. You come up with one. No. <laughs> going to shoot yours down. Yeah, See how know? that feels over on this side of the table. You know. You know. So that's you, you do know? that to me every day. Oh, of course I live to do yeah, it. So please, I know. Get over yourself oh, yeah. uh, and your stupid theories. 603-883-9900, your phone number. Uh, quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio.
The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football mm-hmm. four years there. So it's been a really good experience, both academically and uh, with sports. Like We have, I would say, one of the best football programs in the state. I mean, constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had like multiple options with um, pursuing kind of like the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able to go over to the Seco School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones too. I'd say probably my first choice would be Georgia Tech. I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools that better specialize in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of students against bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, to strive to do well. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Hey Chelsea, guess what? I found out my friend at school is going to be moving into a new house. Oh really? That's cool. Where's she moving to? They don't know yet. They're still looking. Do you think they'll ever be able to find a house? Oh sure. Especially if they go to see Daddy at Pinnacle Mortgage. Right, Isabel? That's right, Chelsea. They'll get low rates, great service, and many options to choose from. You see, Pinnacle Mortgage offers FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, and New Hampshire housing first-time buyers programs. Right, Owen? That's right. So, Maddie, you should tell your friend's parents to go see Dad and the staff at Pinnacle Mortgage. Pinnacle Mortgage. Call 603-518-7900. Pinnacle Mortgage. 65 Market Street, Manchester. And online at PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Pinnacle Mortgage. NMLS number 132-3739. Licensed by the New Hampshire Banking Department. Connecticut Mortgage Broker License number MB 132-3739. Main Loan Broker License number 132-3739. Hertz Transon. NMLS number 22202. Equal housing opportunity. PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Do you have a flooring project in mind? Then let the experts at Divine Flooring partner with you to get the job done. Divine Flooring is committed to providing their customers with the best advice and products at the best prices. From carpet to hardwood to tile and stone, Divine Flooring will help you obtain a beautiful new floor that will last a lifetime. Plus, they have a huge selection of area rugs in stock at all times. Come experience the divine difference. You'll be floored. Located right on Route 101 in Wilton. Call 603-654-5400 or visit divineflooring.com. How would you like your office to be located in the heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. 
You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Nice to have you with us today. I think Murph's going to make it in time. He texted me, and he says, hey, no crossover. I'm just going to make it. So hopefully he just makes it. Fingers crossed. Uh, By the way. That's why we call him Hurricane Murph. That's true. You know, uh, three NBA teams have stopped staying in uh, Trump hotels. Yes. Just so they don't have any association with the guy. The Bucks, the Grizzlies, and the Mavs. Yes. Um, have moved away from Trump hotels in New York, Chicago. Uh, so here's my say, question. Here's my question. Eastern Conference team contracted to stay at the Trump Soho in New York right. has already decided to switch to a different property in Manhattan, but we don't know who it is. But they stayed there before. Yeah. I guess we. I guess everybody feels they know more about Donald Trump than they knew before. Is that would that be a fair statement? I would say yeah. Okay. I think all we right. can all say that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't you say that? I mean, people used to think he was a blowhard. Right, exactly. You know, like he was right. just a just a celebrity a hole who was famous for being a rich a hole. Now he's now he's in charge. A guy in a position of power with some really frightening, I think anyway, ideas of how the country should be. And right. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know. I don't know. We'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. There's another Foot Locker commercial. Carmelo Anthony was in it. Oh, great. <laughs> Oh, God. Would you like to hear go. the Carmelo Anthony footlocker? Here commercial? we go. Here it is. Uh, hold on a second. It's uh, it's him <laughs> basically going after Knicks fan. I kind of like this. I kind of like this campaign. Here's, here's another thing about, about Carmelo, though, before we get to that. Okay, before we play. All right. Carmelo's, bi- you know, he's bitching about Phil. You know, we don't play Cleveland, so I only stop talking about Le- Carmelo, how about you play a little better? You haven't made a damn bit of difference in two years. Play a little bit better, Carmelo. Mm. How about that? Listen. Foot Locker. Nice. Melo? Uh, yeah, the week of greatness is back for year five. You been? Not yet, but I'm playing on it. You don't sound too urgent. The window for greatness closes fast. I've experienced my fair share of greatness. I mean, you're definitely really good, but... Greatness? I'm a nine-time All-Star. That's more of a popularity contest. I won a national championship in college. Come on, man, that doesn't really count. I have three gold medals. Against, like, Peru. You guys spend a lot of time commenting on the internet? Yeah. That's what I thought. Not bad. Not bad, but it's right. It's all right. Carmelo, you're not that good anymore. Yeah. Okay? You're not. I like how he's saying, I like, like it. You know like, what? Olympics would beat Peru. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you Knicks fans should be grateful. I want to... I want a championship in college. What the hell do the Knicks care about that? You know? Carmelo, weird. when have you made a big shot to win a game? Mm-hmm. When have you scored 50 to win a game? Lately. Last three years. Yeah. You know? You're on that team. You know, I, I'm looking at the at the, the Knicks and the Celtics. You know, you just I saw two minutes of it. Right? And I'm saying, you know, the Knicks have more stars. Mm-hmm. 
But they're stars aren't doing anything. Carmelo's their stars not... aren't really even stars. stars you know? they, that's not. Anthony. Anthony. Anthony's a star. Porzingis will be a star, but he's not yet, and yeah. that's it. And Anthony's not a he's not that good anymore. No, that's exactly it. You know, he's he's leveling, you know, going and railing about Phil because Phil Phil picked on his buddy LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, Carmelo, how about you play a little bit better? Yeah. You know? Shut up and play. Yeah. Really? I hear you. And I had my rim. All right. Let's uh, get to can I finish? And a one and a two and a you know what to do. Can I finish? Like me. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? I can't answer your question unless you let me finish. Hold it there, cracker boy. I'm not finished. Well, Tom, a new scientific study is out, and it says that a consistent Internet connection is more important to the average American than having an active sex life. According to a new study, oh, 4 geez. in 10 identify Wi-Fi as the most important daily need above sex, chocolate, and alcohol. Daily need of alcohol? Okay, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know who the target audience of this poll was. But the study carried about by Wi-Fi connectivity provider iPass surveyed 1,700 working professionals across Europe and the United States about their connectivity habits. It involved asking participants to rank the importance of Wi-Fi against other human luxuries and necessities. On a scale of 1 to 4, with 1 being most important and 4 being the least, Wi-Fi was labeled the most important by 40% of respondents, followed by sex at 36.5 and chocolate at 14, and alcohol, which was ranked as the number one daily essential by 8.9% of respondents. Alcohol, the daily essential. The number one daily essential. Here's my guess. This poll was taken after the election. Probably. (laughs) That's my guess. And people who just don't want to read anything anymore and just want to drink themselves to sleep. Yep. You know, I, I, on some level, I totally get it. Uh, anyways, that's uh, that's the newest one. But chocolate, really? Chocolate? Does chocolate deserve to be in there? Do you have to have chocolate every day? Every day. I don't no, have I, to I, have anything I any day. I can't remember the last think. time I had chocolate. Actually, there's probably some things I have to have every day. Yeah. Coffee I don't know. in the morning. I eat coffee. You have them every day. You don't know what happens if you don't have them. Yeah, right? it's true. I know what happens if I don't have coffee. What happens? Uh, get a little backed up. Yeah, no, I get a little tired. Yeah, I, not, don't don't get to, don't get don't get off to as good a start. Yeah, a lot of that's mental though. And also, you know, mentally addicted. Sex is a daily necessity. I wouldn't know. I mean, let's <laughs> come on now. All right, Will Chamberlain. Maybe I, we're not I, all you know. I'm sorry, I wouldn't know. Maybe we're not all getting it that often. I, I just don't know. I, to I, the I point know. that it's a necessity. What, what is that? I, I never know. What are you, John F. Kennedy? You have to like, come on, a daily necessity. I'm lucky if I have it as a weekly. Uh, I don't want to know as anyone. a weekly That's surprise. TMI here. Forget TMI. about a daily necessity. TMI. Anyway, there's TMI. my. Uh, can I finish, Tom? What do you got? Well, right up, uh, right up our uh, conversation before. Do you know that there's an interesting smuggling case that's going to go to trial? Uh, no. I Against the that. Cubans. Really? Yes. What are they smuggling? People. And where are they smuggling? <laughs> People. Okay. Into the United States. They don't have to do that anymore. I know. They can just come over here. Bartolo Hernandez and his associate Julio Estrada have pleaded not guilty to charges of conspiracy and bringing immigrants into the U.S. illegally. Now, what's interesting about this case? Here are some of the witnesses. Okay. Jonas Cespedes. Okay. Jose Abreu. Really? Yes. Or among the Major League Baseball figures. Is on Puig a, in there? On a, no. How about Rusne Castillo? Rusne. You got some Rusne. splitters to do. 
Maybe that's why he couldn't hit, because he was too busy smuggling They people. are on a U.S. witness list for for the upcoming U- Cuban ball player. They were smuggling ball players into the okay. country. Cuban ball players smuggling trial. Documents filed Monday in Miami Federal Court. Also, listed another witness. Former Secretary of State. No, not Hillary. Madeline Albright. What? Yes. She was smuggling Cuban? She's on a witness list. She was smuggling Cuban baseball players. I know it. And, and, no names here, several MLB executives. Interesting. As possible witness to the trial that starts January the 3rd. Now, wait a minute. The executives. They could be either either side. Yeah. They I'm could thinking, be for the right? prosecution as well as for the for the defense. Right. Were they in on it? Were they? Yeah. See, this is uh, this is uh, this is very interesting. It is. Yep. Seth I would think they Abreu. probably weren't because if if I'm a Cuban ball player yep. and I'm trying to catch on with a team and I just got smuggled into the country, I'm not going to go telling anybody I just got smuggled into the country, right? I'm not going to say, hey, just so you know, in case this all comes down somewhere down the road. I'm not supposed to be here, and you're not supposed to sign me, and just so we're clear, that's that's what's going on. Well, They're not going to risk getting sent home. I'll tell you what, though. They have a chance to make millions of dollars. If Al Pacino is asked to be in this on this list, then I'm really going to be worried about yeah. the U.S. Say hello to my little friend. Oh, right, friend. right, 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 okay. Tony I could, Montero. I could not quite Tony Montero. Tony Montero? That was the, that was the uh, How was about Tony name? Montana? Oh, Montana, that's right, Tony Montana. Yeah. He wasn't oh. the catcher. Oh, that's right, yes. I'm Miguel Montero. Tony Montana. Montana. That's our show. And I rule the world. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, I'll and, try uh, to contribute as much tomorrow as I can today. It's going to be tough because I contributed a lot today. Okay. Well, now we know Now we know where the peak is. Yes. Uh, stay tuned. Jimmy Murphy stretch runs coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow at noon. We'll talk to you then. Have a great night. Bye. Young winner Chris Carpenter, and many more at the 2016 Granite State Baseball Dinner, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. It's Saturday, November 19th at the Radisson Hotel in Manchester. The event begins at 5 and includes an autograph session, dinner, raffles, and more. Proceeds benefit the Children's Hospital at Dartmouth-Hitchcock, the Ted Williams Museum, and the Fisher Cats Foundation. For tickets, visit nhfishercats.com. Beals Insurance Agency is proud to announce the opening of their new Londonderry office. Located on Route 102, Beals Insurance is committed to serving Londonderry, Hudson, Wyndham, and Litchfield while offering the best price and quality coverage that's right for you. Whether it's home, auto, or business insurance, make the right call with Beals Insurance Agency. Call Steve at 603-471-9999 or visit BealsInsurance.com. Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts...